This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money in a bank and won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with Jim Matarkowski and Candace Lord of The Green Cocoon. How's it going? Good. Perfect. So let's get started. Um, we've heard from Candace before. So on this one, we'll start with Jim, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and the business. Yeah. So my name is Jim Matarkowski. I own The Green Cocoon. We're in Salisbury, Massachusetts. Um, we're a high-performance uh, insulation contractor. Um, we, we, uh, well, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> we install insulation. Okay. So when you say insulation, you're talking about residential or commercial? Yeah, we mostly do residential projects. We mm-hmm. try to focus on um, more of the high-end projects. We're not... Um, we're not so much of a production insulation company. Um, we re- we're really interested in making really high performance homes. Okay, perfect. So when you say green, when I hear green, I usually think economic, you know, kind of environmentally friendly. Is that kind of your field as well? Or is it just the name? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so when we first started the company, we we wanted to use the most environmentally friendly products um, that we could find. Um, that was 13 years ago and we still, we still go off of that. Um, so we're always looking for the best technologies that we can find the, the greenest products and um, not just the greenest products in terms of the products embodied energy, but also we will engineer a house to or a project or whatever it is that's going to be insulated to also um, use the least amount of resources possible. Um, We'll also consult with contractors and homeowners on the most, you know, the the best way to get their project done within their budget. Awesome. That's pretty good. Cool. So Candice, let's jump in a little bit of what you do. Uh, so Jim is the owner of the company and you're the vice president. I am. I'm the vice president. My kind of acting um, role right now is, is more on the sales side and, and the networking piece of it. I'm, I'm the people person. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell from our previous interactions, uh, but yeah, I, I answer the phone and we, we have another salesperson as well. Uh, so when someone calls and is looking to get information, um, they're, they're most likely going to talk to myself uh, or to Joe. And we, we measure the projects on site. Uh, we get estimates out pretty quickly. Uh, and then, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of the person that um, is working really closely with, with builders and architects and homeowners, like Jim said, to find out what's the best uh, material for their project um, and, and, and trying to stay within their budget or, or, or sometimes the goal is, is uh, to more so educate them what their budget should be based off of what kind of performance that they want because they, they don't always line up. Okay, awesome. So Jim, the, um, you said that we, you do 
a lot of high end projects. Now, are you on like the the new building side of it, or are you on like upgrading existing properties as well? We um we do both. Okay. Um, I'd say in terms of percentages, it's probably sixty forty, or maybe even fifty fifty in terms of new to retrofit or you know renovation. Yeah. Okay. So for, um, cause I'm familiar a little bit with how New Hampshire does a lot of this stuff. Um, what is, what's it like moving into a property that it's already built and kind of retrofitting it? How does that usually work? So it, it depends on if you consider retrofit like a, um, like there can be a renovation project where somebody lives in the house and they're like, well, we're going to gut, you know, we're going to pull out the insides and redo it. And depending on what extent they do that at, then there's also like a homeowner side where we can work through um, like weatherization programs. Um, and we can, they're not gutting anything. Their house is going to stay exactly the same in terms of the finishes and all that. So we go in and we, we assess where their energy losses are. Um, and we try to, you know, we'll, we'll come up with a, you know, a plan of, you know, a plan of, um, a plan of attack, I'll say, mm -hmm. and we find, you know, what's going on and we'll draw up an estimate to solve those, um, losses and, um, and create a budget. Um, so that's how it would kind of work on the homeowner side and they can kind of pick and choose like, you know, if the, if the scope of work is outside of the budget, we'll try to attack the, the easiest things first, the, you know, the things that have the most value, um, for the least amount, you know, of price. And to add on to that, what, what it would look like for homeowners is, um, you know, if you're, if you're in a new construction project, obviously it's open. And like he said, if you're, a lot of people will buy a house and start with one or two rooms and, and open it up and we can insulate it with basically whatever we want at that point. But if you just have an older house that needs to be upgraded, we're looking at doing work in the basement, doing work in any attics and crawl spaces, uh, potentially insulating empty walls from the exterior um, so as not to disrupt their living space um, and, and still to be able to add some value and some insulation to their home. Okay, good. Now, Candace, since here on the sales side, it's, you probably know a bunch of this stuff too. Um, for, because cost is always something that's going to come up when someone's looking to do this. It's going to come up every time when you're selling to someone or anything. So what does it look like for, you know, a new person coming in, they want to retrofit their house. You know, you had mentioned budget a couple of times. Um, how do I want to wear this? Is there a big benefit to retrofitting your house and making it more energy efficient over leaving it um, the way it is? If that makes oh, sense. <laughs> absolutely. You're there. You always want to insulate it. You do have to look at things like this in um, as a big picture. A lot of people are hesitant to do it because of an upfront cost. And I'll be really, really frank with you. We are not the cheapest insulation company. We never have been and we never will be. And that's because we're not interested in just slapping in some insulation and, and taking a check from a customer. We're, we're really here to, to help people save money in the long run and to have a, a healthier home. Um, 
but of course I think I, I you can go to our website as well and we have a really great blog there but I did a blog uh, probably a year or two ago about the ROI of insulation and um, for a house that's really poorly insulated just to have the attic properly air sealed and insulated um, I believe it's about a six-year return on investment and after that sixth year you're sitting you know the average person is saving about twelve hundred dollars a month uh, in terms of in their their energy usage so uh, that's a lot of money. And I don't know about you, but I'd like 1200 bucks a month. Uh, yeah, 1200, sorry, $1,200 a year, not a month. Um, like 1200 a month is pretty good. <laughs> well, actually, we you'd be surprised. There are some really large older homes that are completely uninsulated. And when we hear how much they're spending in oil in the winter, you know, six, seven, eight hundred dollars a month to heat the house. I mean, when you cut that in half or even by two thirds, that's a serious amount of savings. So it, what you save really runs the gamut in terms of the size of your house and how well it's insulated, yeah. but everyone will eventually save some money long-term. You just have to think about your upfront investment. Yeah. I'm pretty cool. So let's jump onto the business side of things, Jim. Um, so I know you have Candice here. You already mentioned another salesperson. How many people work for uh, the green cocoon? Well, before this, before this pandemic, yeah. um, <laughs> we're about 14. Um, right, right now we've, um, I think we've got eight. Okay. Um, so how is that? Cause a lot of the businesses that I deal with and come on the show are one, maybe two people. So you're actually a pretty good sized company compared to a lot of the people that come on. What's it like running a business when it's starting to get a little bit bigger? Um, it's, some things get easier and some things get a little more difficult um you know we we treat our we treat our employees as if um you know we're, we're all part of a team and so we i think one thing that makes it a little harder on the management side of it is that we we allow um we work with the guys our employees our field guys on things you know what we try to help them in a lot of ways and, you know, we, we, we just, we do a lot. Um, and so I also have, um, you know, I, I, I have management, which makes things easier. I have an operations manager that works directly with the guys and answers their questions and helps them out and orders them um, what they need. I have an office person that, you know, kind of smooths things out also and does a lot of our back end stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we, I mean, the management also helps us to maintain a certain customer service level, which mm -hmm. is also super important um, because back to like um, uh, what Candace was saying um, you know, about working, working with the customers and everything. I mean, as a company, so there's a sales part of it and there's the operations part of it and the sales part of it. You can do a real good job and you can talk with the customers. You can make them feel good. Um, and that's great. You can land the job, but then if you don't fall through on the operations end, which is, which is a really difficult part of the business because there's a lot of moving parts. But if, if you, if, if, if you fall through the cracks there, um, ultimately the customer is not going to be happy. And then it, you know, it's, it's just not a good way to run the business. So we focus, you know, we, we, we educate our salespeople to make, 
you know, sound decisions when they're out there specking a job and working with the customers and this and that. And honest, you know, that they're, they're trained to talk honestly. We're not looking to do work that shouldn't be done. Um, it's not just about revenue. Um, but um, the guys that go out and do the work, sometimes, you know, they're in the trenches and they're finding things and um, they're calling us with questions. Um, and we've got to just keep the chain of communication going to keep everybody on the same page and keep the customers happy. But um, one thing I really, um, I really, I like about the company and I, I really like, we've been able to maintain like a mindset where, um, of just doing the right thing. So, you know, if, if something get we, we work with the customer. So if something doesn't happen, you know, if the way it, you know, the way it was initially planned, you know, we work with them. If something doesn't go right, we work with them and we don't, we don't have, we, we never get unhappy customers. No matter what happens, we always make them happy. Awesome. That's really good. Now you had mentioned prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, <laughs> you had about 14 employees. Um, is what, What's your growth looking like five, 10 years down the road? Are you happy with the size right now? Are you, do you have global aspirations? You know, <laughs> what's your vision for the company? I'd like to continue to grow. Um, it's um, growth is, you know, growth isn't easy. There's, yeah. you know, there's a lot to it. Um, but we've, we've managed to, you know, we, we grow at a slow, healthy pace. Um, I wouldn't want to grow too fast because I'd be afraid of losing some of the control that we have um, in terms of operations. I mean, it would be really easy to bring in salespeople and, and train them up and have them sell work, but performing the work is a different story. And yeah. um, I would never, I would never want to put us in a position where um, we couldn't perform as we perform. Good. That's awesome. So uh, we're going to wrap up with that. Um, is there anything you wanted to touch on that we've talked about or missed? Um, no, I think okay. I'm pretty good. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me today. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for, ha thanks for having us. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, definitely reach out. Oh, so I forgot my last section. Um, how do people reach out and get a hold of you? People can uh, check out our website, which is www.thegreencocoon.com. And cocoon is C-O-C-O-O-N because nobody ever has to spell that word and nobody really knows how you're supposed to write it. Um, and the same thing, the green, the green Cocoon, we're on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And um, you can also send an email to info at thegreencocoon.com. All right, perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today, as I said. And uh, everyone, be good. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.